Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in Crossit, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. What I see is, if it's you and your husband, but he told me you are one. You have a pastor's heart, and that's what makes you want to go in the hotels. That's what and drag people out. It's what makes you want to kick the devil out. That's what makes you, because what I hear out of you is always about somebody else. It's never about I got to get my next breakthrough. It's always about my brothers and my sisters. And the Bible says, prefer one another. Prefer one another. And I've learned a long time ago, there was one time, one time, I'm not saying about me, I'm saying it because God spoke to me. And I used to leave prayer, you know, for Mama a lot, and a lot of us did. But one time I was praying for a whole hour, and the mic wasn't on. And and I was devastated because I didn't know it wasn't on, and I felt like a fool and an idiot. And she come out, and she said, why didn't y'all tell her, you know, and those... Sometimes you can't tell. But anyway, and so I I said, okay, the next time I come to prayer, I'm not helping them. Whoever that leader is, they're on their own. That, I'm not helping them. And uh, anybody that's led prayer knows that an hour of leading prayer, especially when you're learning, that it can seem like a lot longer. And, and I was sitting right there where Elder Barbara was, and Someone was leading prayer, and they got to the struggling part where you're going to go out of the flesh into the spirit. And when they got to that place, I was sitting there, not helping them. I feel what to do right here, but I'm not helping them. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me, and he said, that is not an army spirit. And I said, (gasps) And I can honestly say, when he speaks to you like that, uh uh-uh, I have never not helped again. I'm going to help bring that breakthrough because that's an army spirit. You don't leave your brother and sister out there to be killed. You don't. You don't just sit back and let them take all the hits. You don't just let all the bullets fly and knock them out. If you do, you don't have an army spirit. Because the army spirit's going to protect, it's going to defend. What does the army do? They help people. I remember Pastor Pinson. She had pastored here 10 years, and her message was die. Die, 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 die. Unless a grain of wheat fall to the ground and die, then it abideth much fruit. Well, how's it go? Unless a grain of the wheat fall to the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it will die, it will bear much fruit. So we heard that message for 10 years every way that you can hear it. And, uh, and she said, I don't know what to teach anymore. I don't know what to preach. I don't know where to take them. I, don't, I, I, I preached it and preached it. I don't know. God help me. And she went on a fast. And said, God, what are you doing with these people? Because she didn't see growth in the church. She saw 70 people. Remember 70 people in the Bible? 
He sent 70 out. She, she saw 70 people for 10 years, and she didn't see any growth. And it, it's real, you know, that makes you a little hurt. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So she's like, God, they need somebody else. Apparently, I'm not getting this message out for people to get free. They need somebody else, God. Let me go. Let me be released. And I was walking with her in the, in the mall in Monroe one day with Julie, and I'd been hearing her say that whole year the devil wanted her to quit. For a solid year he was on her. Quit, quit, quit. You're not doing any good. People don't want the real truth. They want to play church. Quit, quit, quit. You're not making a difference. Quit, quit, quit. And one day I'm walking with her, and she said, I just, I don't, I think I need to quit. I don't know what else to give them. And, and I looked at her and I said, Mama, you mean I quit seven jobs, I didn't take them jobs, I didn't take these promotions, I stayed in this city when I wanted to leave, uh, gave my life to every degree that I know how, and you want to quit? Because all I could see was I followed her for ten years and she wants to quit. That's what I saw. And she looked at me and she said, Oh, Annie, I'm never going to quit on God. I just don't know what else to give the people. And so she went on that fast, and she come out of there like she always did with fire in her eyes. And she stood up, and she said, she told us the truth. She wanted to quit. And then she said, God, what? Are you going to do with these people? They're your people. What do you want to do with them? Because she didn't want a pastor. She wanted to go down there and put her feet up and fish and be with my daddy. I mean, it's not like she's looking to pastor a church, but God came on her and said, you do something in this city. You do something in this city. In, 1990, uh, in 1988, God, do something in this city. God, do something in this city. God, do it in this church. God, but every time God tried to come in, People would put the prayer clause up, and they didn't really want that. God, do something in this city. God, he said, you do something in this city. He said, I didn't call you to pastor per se, but I called you to build me an army. And you need a platform to build an army. So everybody that thinks it's just this woman that wanted a church, it's not the truth. I mean, I sit here and watched her give her life, literally, for this army. And so we need to give honor where honors due, not just because someone comes in and out for two or three days. We give honor to the elders, the deacons, the ministers of the gospel that laid on their life, that cry out 12 hours a day right now for a move of God. We give an honor to the people that's laid down on their face, to the Pastor Sativas, to the Josh Kellys that hit the drums for 10 years every service when he didn't see any fruit. We give honor. Hey, so she said, God, what you doing with them? I said, I'm teaching them how to help people. And that's all I hear Elder Dana constantly say to me. I went to a church and I asked for help and they couldn't help me. I was saved. I was saved. I was saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, crying every night. And I didn't know why I was crying. And my, my uh, 
family, some of the family members were deacons and deaconesses, my first husband's parents, and I even spent the night when he's on graveyard, I'm young, you know, 18, got married young, and I'm laying there. God, send these deacons in here to help me. God, I need help. Send them to help me. I'm bound. I am bound, God. I need help. I can't quit crying. I can't come out of this bondage. And I go to church three days a week. And I, I give my money. I give my time. I don't know what else to do to get this lust off of me, God. Is there no help? Is there no help? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? persecuted and he said is there not a cause is there not a cause to have an army of God because armies help people armies protect people armies save people's lives hey hey somebody said y'all go deep yes we're an army we're an army dressed for battle. An army is different than other uh, military. They're all good. Army is very hands-on. Army's ready to fight. Because you're not going to get those lust devils off playing church. You're not going to get that witch crab off playing the Ouija board playing church. You're not going to get that spirit of rage. Out of you, playing church. When you walk into a room and you just want to kill people, it's not you, it's a demon. That's a demon. So I give honor. There's 12 hours of prayer six days a week here. That's what brought the revival. Yes, God used him. Yes, he's been coming 12 years. But the prayer is what tore the principalities down. The prayer. The prayer is the work of the army. The prayer is the work of the army. So she said, and I've never forgotten it. You're going to use them to help people. And then when Elder Dana says, I can actually help somebody now. They can come to me and say, look, I have nightmares. And I could help them get to the root of that with God's grace and where that came into their spirit when they were sitting there watching scary movies when they're five because their mom and daddy wanted to get rid of them and put them in a room and didn't pay attention to what they were watching and a demon spirit entered into them a fear. If you want to know what the vision is of this ministry, it's not do dads and feel good, but we're going to do that in a minute too. But it is to get to the root of the problem. If you keep getting married and you keep getting divorced, there's a reason. I heard somebody say one time, if you've been married seven times, and I'm not making fun, because my, my aunt was married like 13 times, because she wanted to feel good, feel good. And then when that was over, she'd go get her another one. She had a judgment in her, a root. And another thing is you can't get them out if you don't want them out. I can sit here and pray for you all day, but if you want that rage, you know, I've dealt with witches before, and they didn't want free. They said, I enjoy. I said, you can get free right now. I said, "You come on, let's get free. 
but you're not going to do witchcraft in this church. Because they were. I went to a Marcella conference, and, and one of my uh, leaders said, Pastor, something weird was going on with this person. They, we didn't know them. They'd only come a few times. And he said, there's all kind of chaos in the church. If there's chaos like that, probably a devil's kind of trying to rule and not God because there's not any today. Why? Because there's some authority here. That's not going to allow it. I'm, t- I'm not bragging on me. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. But they said, she said, what she would do is go out there and try to get my daughter. She was 14 or 15, Michelle, and she would show up at church and say, here's my tithes, because sometimes people think they tithes give them ownership of the church. So she, and really spiritually, because Pastor D said, don't accept her tithes. Don't, don't take her money. Anyway, one, one week, Pastor D was here, our mentor from Chicago, and she brought her in the office. She called her out there, and she said, she tried to act like I'm just an abused woman. I'm just so abused. And she, she was because, you know, the lifestyle she lived in and men beat her and stuff. But you got to look past that. You got to look past those emotions. And so she starts crying and trying to rub my leg because I just said, I said, what are you doing doing witchcraft in the church? I'm not doing no witchcraft in the church. I, I, that's why I don't come here because y'all accuse me. I said, you're doing which? In fact, I said, Friday night, you tried to come and put a, a vex on me, and that spirit tried to come through my back. I'm laying in a bed, and I saw a snake, and the spirit tried to enter into my back. I said, and that was you. I said, so you can't do that here. So you got to take authority. You got to know that there is some authority, <laughs> that you have authority. The Bible says in Luke 10, 19, I give you power over all power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. He told us that we sit above in the heavenly places, far above all principalities, power, spiritual wickedness in high places. So none of those demons are bigger than the God in you. If God is for us, who is against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? And when that drug habit or that lust habit or that rage comes upon you, you say, devil, the Bible says if I draw near to God and resist you, you have to flee. And it don't matter if you're a baby Christian. It don't matter when that demon, you ever felt like Satan. I know I'm talking real. You ever felt like Satan walked in your room, though? When I first got saved, you know, I wasn't church. You probably can tell that wasn't churched 15 nobody ever witnessed to me and my mama got saved in a little apartment she said God because nobody ever witnessed to her 29 years old God if you're real I need you and he came upon her in that apartment in North Cross they're still there it's where we live he came upon her that day and she started looking for a church and you know looking looking she didn't know anything about God. She went to all denominations, uh, Catholic, Nazarene, Baptist. She winded up here, and this was a Baptist church way back in the day called Grace Baptist. And she stayed here for a while, and then she had heard about the Holy Ghost on, on TV. So she went and asked her pastor. He said, that's done away with. That's not for today. And she's like... 
So she went searching. So she went to another church, another church, another church. Can y'all tell me about the Holy Ghost? Now, is it sad she had to search it out because nobody was in the streets witnessing? When the Bible says go into the highways and byways and compel them, do you know what compel means? It means this right here. You didn't go in the church on me. Hey. Yeah, la, la, la. Compel, compel, compel. Yeah, la, 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 la. Compel, compel, compel. Do you know what compel means? Almost means drag them. Almost means force them to come to church. I ain't going today. I'm a little sick. I'll be right there. I, I ain't got the gas money. Here's $10. Here's $20. See you there. Amen. Because I was reading yesterday about, you know, a lot of times we get so spiritual. We, we don't do any earthly good anymore. I've heard that all my life, and I never liked it until I experienced it. Until I experienced it. Somebody's sick seven days. We pray in seven days. They need the prayers, but they also need some soup. <laughs> so you can get so high spiritually that you forget about the natural things. But Jesus fed the multitude before he preached to them. He said, sit them down, give them some fish and bread. So Jesus, and he also says, Jesus says, those that feed, those, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was in jail and you came to see me. He said, enter in. And the other folks, he said, you're not doing nothing for me. And a lot of people is going to say, Lord, Lord, I cast out devils in your name. I healed the sick. I set the captive free. He said, I, depart from me. I don't know you, you worker of iniquity. Because it's all about obeying him. It's not about that religious form. There's a lot of people that uh, preach. There's a lot of people that say words, but the the Bible says that we can deny the power, see. Have a form of godliness where everybody thinks I'm all that and I'm a Christian and I'm this and I'm that and I'm, 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 I'm. Nebuchadnezzar said, I'm, I built this great tower. I built this. I, look at me now. Don't, Sandra, don't get my credit now. You didn't raise them up. I did. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And we'll get on that quicker and we'll get on the devil's head. We'll be like fighting over that glory. When he said, I don't share my glory with no man. And he said, humble yourself so you'll be exalted in due time. In fact, he said, if you don't humble yourself, he's going to humble us. He said, pride comes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. He don't want to share his glory. Now, he'll give you... He'll give you riches. He'll, he'll give you honor. He'll, he'll let you be honored and all that. But it's a heart issue. And if I'm always worried about, Pastor Paul, you know, God spoke to me last week. He said, go ask him. Y'all can be seated. He said, go ask him about a warrior school. I said, okay. So Tuesday night, I mean Monday night, because Shell had baby Tuesday. Monday night, he's standing over here by the wall. 
so I come off the platform. I said, Pastor Paul, I said, God say, ask you about a warrior school. I said, we got some people wanting to go to school. And I said, what, what about a warrior school? Oh, I can give you this number. I can give you that number. I know this one. I know that one. A year of school or two years of school. Or I said, I'm talking about you. And he looked at me and I said, he said, Pastor. He said, well, I thought about doing that again, but I wasn't really going to do it in the church. I was going to do it somewhere and people could come here. And I said, okay. He said, but I'll be glad to talk to you about it later. All right. So he told my husband, he said, your wife asked about a warrior school. Uh, and uh, he said, I don't know, you know, da, da, da. And he'd call me. Well, he texts me next day, thank you for you know, the giving and all that we gave him, and he's glad about what God did, and he never mentioned it. And I didn't mention it either because I have to wait. God, I did my part, you know. You can only do your part. And so he calls me three days later, Friday. Pastor, you know, he said, I'm kind of interested in that. He said, what do you think about one day a month, and I said, I think that what I saw in the spirit was maybe a Friday night, Saturday, and a Sunday one time a month, but I didn't say that. I said, okay, Pastor, I said, what you looking at? He said, maybe a Saturday once a month from uh, 9 to 2 or something like that. I said, I said, okay. I said, uh, when you want to come. So we're praying. Uh, I've already prayed about it, but we're getting the details worked out about that. But uh, I believe that he's going to come once a month and teach uh, on a Saturday, like half a day, and then bring an impartation. Would y'all like that? Y'all would like that? And I said, God, you know, I said, all this is, uh, I said, you know, I said, uh, well, I won't say what I was thinking. But I will say this. That when Brownsville Revival, if some of you hadn't heard about Brownsville, because you know I'm kind of old, but Evangelist Timmy knows about the Brownsville Revival and how we used to go and sit in the parking lot from 6 in the morning till the first service at 7 at night. In the heat, in the cold, anything to get God. Do you know Pastor Kilpatrick was the pastor of that church in Brownsville? And that that church had prayed for 13 years, but nobody really heard their name? They heard the evangelists that come in. Steve Hill, Steve Hill, Steve Hill, Linda Cooley, Linda Cooley, Linda Cooley, Steve Hill. Pastor Kilpatrick, he was willing for the harvest of God to look like nothing and that all his labors didn't matter. All his praying, all his fasting, all his giving, all his dying to his flesh, every time somebody comes in and wants to take the glory, all that, he laid it on the line for the harvest. Laid it on the line. And I'm saying this to leaders here today. God will come back around what you've given him, and he will say, I want you to give that to you. He will. He'll do it. He'll come around. He came around to Benny Hinn. He said, I know you, you've built this great thing. He said, give it to me. He will do that. Because he's going to find out is it about you or is it about the harvest. He's going to find out the real heart motive because when it's not about God and it's about us, he said the wood, hay, and stubble is going to be burned up. 
and we get to heaven, that's not going to do anything for us. If I stood here every day and wanted the glory for what God called me to do that I could not do on my own, that it was his grace and his mercy through me that could do it anyway, I'm going to stand before him and say, look at me, look at what I did, it's going to be judged. And the Bible says the fire is going to judge you, like here, like if you say you're supposed to be a prophetess, you're an apostle, you're this, fire is coming to judge you to see what you really are. Fire is coming to judge it. So if you wonder why persecution's coming, because you're going around town witnessing, fire is coming, it's going to judge that heart. What am I really doing this for? Am I doing this for Jesus, the Son of God, that really painted all? The one that sweat drops of blood, the one that laid in the garden and said, God, I don't want to do this. Uh, God, is there another way? God, if it's going to have to be put on a cross, and he praying and his disciples are asleep and everybody else is going to get the glory anyway. All the preachers in the future and all the apostles and prophets going to come and say, like Nebuchadnezzar, look what I did. Look what I did. When his son did it all, when his son paid the price, when Jesus Christ is the one to be honored, Jesus Christ is the one to be glorified, Jesus Christ is the one that did it all, Jesus Christ paid my price, Jesus Christ went to prison and took me out when I was crying out of reason of bondage. He said, come on, Holy Spirit, go get her. Go get her out of that pool hall, Holy Ghost. Go get her out of that bar, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, go get her. She's mine. She's mine. She's mine. So let's give him honor today. Can we give Jesus Christ honor for what he's done? that he laid on the cross. See, he's the right way. Follow how he did it. Talking to you today because you're wonderful leaders, great leaders. Follow what he did, though. He made himself of no reputation. He come down from the throne of glory, and he made himself of no reputation, and he looked like he was nothing. They be, he come in on a donkey. And they, they finally figured out the power that was on his life. And they said, oh, we got to make you king. Oh, we got to make you king. You, are you here to restore the kingdom? You're such a great man, Jesus. He ran from that. Can we get some leaders that ran, run from the glory? Can we get some leaders that when they're bragging on somebody, you say, uh-uh, the king of kings did that. Jesus, Jesus, hey, hey, because the only reason any of us are here is because the Holy Spirit drew us. He said, I draw you with my tender mercies and my loving kindness. Hallelujah. Yay. And I remember, so what's the prayer for if Jesus is going to draw us? What the prayer for is... When I'm in bondage, when I left my husband and I had three children and I wanted my own life and I'm living in sin and the Holy Ghost didn't let me go. Why didn't he let me go? He don't want to let me go for one. But I had a mother that was praying. She was fasting and praying. Somebody said, fasting and praying. Them days when it don't look like nobody even knows your name, sitting in a corner somewhere, 
God, save Angie. God, go get her. Some of my boyfriend, well, I only had one during that time, but he went to her and he said, I'm worried about Angie. She said, why? He said, she likes that black music, you know, that thumping music. She said, you know what? Angie's going to be all right. She said, what about you? <laughs> what about you? How's your relationship with God? If you meet him right now, you're going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell? Because if you don't know him, you're going to hell. And he told me, he said, she almost had me. Almost. He died within that year. Because the prophet of God, a real prophet, walked in and said, you need to get your little bit of stuff you got over here, your baseball shirts, and you need to go on down the road. Because she's got a call on her life now. I'm in sin. Can we say this stuff about our children instead of, you know better. Come on, you know church starts at 1030. You know. Can we get in prayer and get a word from God that's actually going to change the circumstance? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> can we? Can we hear God over our children? So she goes to prayer. Me and her don't get along. We never got along. Mm -mm. She could have just let me go. But she'd show up, you know, Mama, she liked fruit and stuff. She'd bring me a bag of apples. Hey, Annie. She'd come over one day because, you know, sin will take you here. I went from being taken care of and being in the... In the uh, you know, in a pretty good situation. Car to drive, you know, food to eat. Looking down one day and didn't even have a refrigerator to put my kids' milk in. So when you think it's so bad in the church, somebody hurt your feelings, because that's why I got out, offense. Because I didn't like the way they treated my mama, Brooke. I didn't like the way people got so jealous of her just because she wasn't like them. Just because she drove a Jaguar that my daddy worked for, you know. Just because she let God use her. And she dressed nice and she smelled good. And she, she didn't look like them. She didn't wear the pleated skirts. And she didn't look religious. You know, she just didn't look like them. And as soon as she would let God use her, all she would do is sit right over here on the second pew is another church. And every now and then God would come on her. And she'd prophesy. And the first pastors there, they loved her. They would get her when the devil's manifested. Can you come help us pray? But the church people didn't love her. Because the word of God separates. Hebrews 4.12. The word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. And it separates the soul from the, the spirit. And it, it's going to divide the marrow from the joint. And it's going to show the intents of the heart. So when someone speaks truth, we have to decide. So she's prophesying, letting God use her, you know. Really a baby Christian. They've been in church all their life, but she's a baby, you know. Getting saved in the apartment and coming on into the church. And, and they're like, you need to do something about her. There's a good sign right there of religion. I can't go to God myself. I got to go to the pastor and say, do something about her. You need to do something about her, you know. She prays like the devil. And we don't agree with that anyway because can't no Christian have no demon. 
can't no Christian have anger? Oh, no. Or they can't be gossipers? Oh, no. I'm not making fun of churches. I'm saying this really happened. When she tried to do this vision, and she said one time, she said, I, I shouldn't try to do my vision under another man's ministry, but I didn't know any better. I wasn't taught yet. But when they would ask her to pray, she said, come out. Oh, that made them all mad because I ain't no Christian. Well, what is that thing that's so ugly to your wife then? What's that ugly thing to your husband? What's that spirit that manipulates to get what you want? You know, oh, I'm good in bed, so I know I'm going to give me some furniture. I know how to get it from this man. What's that? Is that God? If it ain't a devil, I don't know what else to call it. If it, if it quacks like a duck, it might be a duck. <laughs> if it's quacking like a duck, it might be a duck. How do you know somebody's a thief because they're stealing and they might be saved? Did you know that? They might be saved, but they might be addicted to thievery. And so when we walk around with our self-righteousness, you know better, you know better. What you doing? You've been raised in church. But did I see the real in you, Daddy? Did I see the real in you, Daddy, at home? Did I ever see you pray over Mama? Did I ever see y'all pray as a family, us pray as a family? So that don't work. I'm just trying to help us. See, that don't work. What works is the love of God. Because 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says, You can give your body to be burned. But if you have not love, it's just like clinking cymbals. It don't mean anything. All of our preaching, all of our talking, all of our thinking we're all that, if they feel repulsed by our presence or like they're not good enough or they do it wrong, we have not showed them the love of God. It don't matter how much we know. We don't have to prove our knowledge to nobody. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Love hardly notices when others do it wrong. Love is not puffed up. Love seeketh not their own. Let's get it. First Corinthians chapter 13. Love hardly notices. It don't go point out you're wrong. It hardly notices it. The Bible says if they take your coat, give them your cloak also. Says if they slap you, turn the cheek. They don't say, so what's that thing that rises up that wants to hurt, kill, if it's not a demon? First Corinthians chapter 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men, chapter 13, verse 1, and of angels, and have not love, I am become, let me see, this is a fancy Bible. Let me go. <laughs> I am become as, uh, let me see, what does it say? Sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, oh, the people think prophecy is the best. If you're a prophet, you, you're allowed to be mean in the church world. I mean, I've heard people say, I'm a prophet. That's why I talk like this. I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. I can get on to you because I'm a prophet. That's not what it says. I mean, prophets do speak the truth, but they speak it in love. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, 
And, you know, because people think knowledge is power. It's like the more I know, the better I am. The more I don't know with my mind, the better I am. I understand we need knowledge, but I'm just saying. The spirit, I become less and he becomes greater. The spirit's what needs to grow in us. And we do need to have some understanding. And though I have the gift of prophecy, understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profits me nothing. What does love do? Love suffers long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love boneth not itself. It doesn't say I did anything. Jesus did it all. Amen. Is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity. That means I'm not happy when something bad happens to you. Even if you if you don't love me. I'm not happy if I didn't get that job. I'm not happy if if their son got sick. Uh uh. That's not love. Seeking not her own is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Why does love never fail? What you going to do with love? What could I do when my mama bringing me a bag of apples? I love you, Annie. What could I do? What could I do when she never said, you know, you're trampling on Jesus right now. You're just trampling all over him. You know what made me know this way was right? I'm not talking about religion or doctrine. I'm talking about as a child because I wasn't in church. I didn't know what was right because I heard the church people saying this about my mother. And I saw her. I saw there was a little difference. It wasn't much difference in her and them as far as what they believed or anything. I just saw her acting in the word. And so one day, I'm having to decide. I was about, I'll probably say I was 17 or 18 because I got married at 17. And I loved my mother-in-law because she would do all the natural things with me. She would teach me to cook and she would spend time with me. And we'd play games. And, you know, I loved that about her. But one day, I said, God, I'm not sure what to follow because I saw a difference I said, which way is right? You know what got me? Her love. It wasn't her preaching. It wasn't her doctrine. It wasn't their preaching. It wasn't their doctrine. But one day I said, God, you know what? I never hear her talk about them. And I hear them talk about her all the time. It must be this way. I followed love. I followed love. I didn't follow religion. It must be because the word of God says it. You will know them. If you will know that they're my disciples by their love one for another. How did I know she was right by her love? How do we know Jesus is right by his love? How do we know that, that the Holy Ghost is working through somebody by their love? And if it's another spirit operating, it don't mean they're not saved. It just means they got another spirit operating. 
It just means maybe they're self-righteous. Maybe they're arrogant. Maybe they're prideful. It don't mean they're they not saved, though. Sometimes you can sit in church so long, you get dull of hearing. You get hard of hearing. You don't really hear truth. I heard someone say, I never heard your mama's messages. They went out the other ear. But I loved her, and I don't understand why I didn't hear them. And I was praying about it one day, and God showed me that they were in church all their life, 35 years under a, a pastor, pastor's child. And it's like they had done come dull of hearing. Hebrews talks about it. You'll get dull of hearing. It's like, and you know, if you're that way, the best thing to do is to repent and say, God, I don't hear your words. I don't hear your truth. It's just, I can come to church and walk out the same over and over and over and over, and it don't affect me. I don't have anything in me that cares about that soul down the road. I, I could care less if they got food. That's pretty hard. So we have to say, God, what is this? And most of the time, probably all the time, you can find a place where you quit obeying God, where he said, I want you to jump right here. I want you to take a pie over there to Sister Ruby today. I need you to call and check on Sister Michelle. She just had a baby. Ah, uh, I'll do it later. She got so many people over there. You know, that's the biggest excuse that we say. They have so many people. They don't need anybody else. Well, that thought wouldn't have came to you if it wasn't the Holy Spirit. The devil's not wanting you to go visit the sick. He's not wanting you to take nobody, no food. He's not wanting any of that. So that's coming from God. So if you find yourself dull of hearing, hard of heart, hardness, you can hear about it. You can hear somebody just lost a child. You know, it's kind of sad, but it don't affect my day. That comes from just sitting and sitting and sitting in church and not ever letting that word work through you or me. When we become hard of heart, that's what we've done. And we have to go back and say, God, where did the last time I didn't obey you? Because when you quit obeying him and you stay in church, which is what we want you to do, but there's nothing else to turn to but religion. There's nothing else. We're either going to obey God or we're going to be religious. And we're going to come to church and ease our conscience. But then we don't care about the, 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 the lost. Nah, God got to handle them. God's got them. Well, who's going to get your kid? If you're sowing those kind of seeds, who's going to get your kid? Who's going to witness to yours if you never witness to nobody else's? Because we reap what we sow. You know what I'm saying? I reap what I sow. So she came over there and she's like, Annie, I love you. I love you. Bought me a refrigerator. And when I finally did come back to God, she told me that she was fasting and praying. And she saw me. I was hard-hearted, y'all. I, was, I didn't want nothing. I walked out of church and said, God, if this is what church is, the way Christians, what I saw, this is what I saw, the way they act, I don't want nothing to do with this. And you say, I can't backslide, whatever. I just know I turned away from God. I said, I don't want nothing to do with it. 
And she was fasting and praying. Somebody say, fasting and praying. And she saw me. And she dipped me in this big barrel. And she just kept dipping me. And she said, I come out and I said, I don't want it. She said, she dipped me again. I can't remember if it's blood or oil. One of them. Dipping me. I think it was the blood. Dipping me. I don't want this. Third time. She saw it in the spirit. Because I wasn't coming back. Mm-mm. Saw it in the spirit. I come out that third time. Yes, Lord. And if I didn't have somebody that loved and cared enough for me to get on their face and seek God over me and hear God and get a word, I was going to bust hell wide open. So, God, we just thank you today. And maybe you're here today. I wasn't supposed to preach, but I did. Maybe you're here today and you don't know him. God, we just thank you this morning. We thank you, Lord, for Brooke's heart and many others here that have a heart of love. But, God, if my heart is calloused over because of church and just because of life, just hardness of life, you said nothing is too difficult for you, God. And, God, you said you would take out that stony heart and give us a heart of flesh. And I'm asking today, God, that that hardness of heart come out of us, Lord. Those things that hurt us, those things that makes us close in, those things, God, that we don't want nothing else to do with, with people because they're mean, God. People, sometimes Holy Ghost-filled folks that say they speak in tongues can be mean, God. We just have to say that to him. I don't want to go to my mama's house. I don't want to talk to them because all I ever get is chewed out. There's a revival coming in this midst. There's a revival coming in this region. There's a revival coming. Saith the Lord, hold fast. Hold fast to your confession. Stay true to your faith. Be grounded. Stay in church. Don't let anything get you out. Now's not the time to be offended. Now's not the time to to wonder, now's not the time, saith God. There is a revival. Revival is in your midst. I'm in your midst. And because you have allowed me in your midst, then I will release my glory. And you will go from glory to glory to glory. You will go higher and higher. And you will be grounded, saith God. You will not be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. You will not be going here, going yonder, you will know where you belong. You will submit to your authority. If you've been called to this church, if you know God's called you to be in the army, I want you to come up here right now, and we're going to lay hands on you. And as we do, we're going to command that hardness to come out of you, that judgmental spirit, those bitter spirits, those things that don't care anymore. I command you to come out. In the name of Jesus, loose your hold off of God's people. We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. For more information and to stay connected with us, find us on Facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossing.com.